Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Fucking Historians. I am Shane Todd. I'm Hazel Hayes. If you've listened to the podcast before, you will know that we go through Irish history mm-hmm. with a little bit of a fun element to it. Yeah, it's not like a fine tooth comb. I'd say it's one of those, you know, those combs with the, like the really wide gaps between each <laughs> yeah. prong. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a bit of fun. And look, we we enjoy telling each other these interesting stories from Irish history. I've been enjoying learning about stuff. Like, Same. Genuinely. And here's the thing. We do our best. We do our absolute best, Shane. I'm sure that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Well, you could do more. You know, there could it could be a... 100% accurate thing but we do actually we actually do try like some people might say oh you guys think you're cool you leave out some like dates and some facts yeah. you pretend to get it wrong yeah. no we genuinely are no, we trying really our best yeah I've got a big one for you this time have you indeed a big <laughs> <laughs> look some people do you know what this is the equivalent of sometimes we'll do like the big Irish history subjects okay and that's like going to see you two that's like going to see the Rolling Stones okay But sometimes what I'll do is I'll say, what about this band? And it's a band you've never heard of and they go on to be massive. Gotcha. This is a story from Irish history that's not that well known, which gives me a bit of room. It's it's like a little indie film. It's and, an you're, indie and your mate's film. like, you should watch this little indie film. And you're like, I've never fucking heard of that. And they're like, no, I'll give it a go. And you do. And actually, it's and, great. And then it gets huge. Like Donnie Darko. And then you're pissed off because everyone knows about the little indie film that you thought was special for yes. you. Yes. Let's record this episode, but not release it. Yeah. The sacking of Baltimore. I have heard of that. Damn it. I was really relying on you not having heard I'm it. So sorry. But I don't know anything about it. I do. Great. And the, I've never been more confident talking about a historical subject. <gasps> I'm so excited. I'm going to settle in here now. I've got a cup of tea. Let me tell you, the sacking of Baltimore is this. Most people in a small village in Ireland were captured by Algerian pirates and taken into slavery in North Africa. I don't need the time. Sixteen thirty-one, 20th of June, two a.m. What? An entire village. There was this village right on the coast of Ireland. Was it called Baltimore? Cork, called Baltimore. Yep. Uh, and it was just everyone was in it one day. So if you had a gone no there, was out. everybody's running about doing whatever they did back then in the sixteen hundreds, <laughs> flying kites, drinking mead. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. What is mead? Mead is kind of beer, I think. Exactly. But if you'd have gone back there the day, if you'd have gone back there the day after this yeah. happened, nothing. Here, this is a a sort of subject and a topic that people don't know a lot about. But apparently, in the 17th century, like around that time, there was a million people taken from Britain and Ireland by pirates and sold into slavery in North Africa in places that today would be like Algeria, Tunisia. Places like that. I, I thought I had you way thought, more, but I too. You had more. You just had yeah. those two. I'm genuinely shocked. I did not know this. 
also at that time that many people is a huge proportion of the population well the so here's what's di- I'm going to set this up here's what's different about Baltimore okay. it is a little Irish village right on the coast in Cork but it was mainly English settlers ah well who, who, who were there who gives a shit then <laughs> we need to stop being so bad to British people honestly they're not going to listen to this podcast well what I because I live in Northern Ireland I've been subtly like re-recording extra stuff and putting it in <laughs> you know to like to be like listen Hazel's really out of order there I, dis- I distance myself from those comments a little editorial on each ep. but this was a, a village that was right on the coast was in a bay and it was a lot of English settlers with some Irish people living there sleepy village with just fishermen people keeping themselves to themselves the majority of the village is women and children and not much is happening there. They live in cottages. They moved there in like, in like at the start of the 17th century. There's been a settlement here for about 25 years. Not a lot's going on, but they're established. Then one night, pirates come ashore. And you're probably thinking pirates from Europe. No, pirates from the Barbary coast. That's a long way to go. It's a long way to go, but this is what was happening at the time. Let me set the scene in the 17th century. Pirates are stalking the coast of Ireland and Britain. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to round up as many people as they can, Mm -hmm. take them back to North Africa and sell them on. This particular force of pirates, they're made up of Algerians, Mm -hmm. of Turks, and then some Europeans, like some Dutch guys are getting involved as well. The leader of this, of this group if you want to call them that like the main pirate he's called it rhymes with Borat I think it's Morat that's how I remembered it when I was doing the research (laughs) he's called Morat he's like a knockoff counterfeit version of Borat I like it (laughs) like like he's bought a Borat outfit on Amazon (laughs) and it's nearly Borat but it's not quite there and he gets all the sayings wrong Great victory, you know what I mean? And yeah, people yeah. are like, I think it's great success. Like, My husband. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you, have you ever been to Times Square in New York and you see <laughs> yeah. Spider Man and you're like, why Spider Man yeah, yeah. smoking a fig? <laughs> They're always so threadbare and ratty. One of those almost hugged me once. Oh, no. It was fucking disgusting. I had to wash afterwards. I thought, yeah, like, I, I like. Wonder Woman got herself in a photo with me. She's like, take a photo with me. And then I did it. And then she was like, that's got that's got to be five dollars, ten dollars. I, I thought they did it for the passion. I thought those were just cosplay enthusiasts. Okay. These guys I'm talking about, these pirates, you know what they're enthusiastic about? Piracy. Piracy. Yeah. And I'm not talking about dodgy videos. You're not talking about that thing at the begin the beginning of all VHS tapes. Do you remember? Was that, that just like an Irish thing, or was that a UKY <laughs> no, thing? How scary was that? Absolutely terrible. Because let me just say, this was like mid late nineties. At that point, every film I saw yeah. was a pirate film. Piracy is a crime. Yeah, if I, you do it, you will be caught and you will be killed. Yeah, like you're funding terrorists and all Jesus this kind of thing. Fucking crap! Yeah. Just borrow yeah. fucking top gun off me, mate. I, I sat the whole way through flubber shaking. <laughs> I wasn't because of the fucking announcement. It was just excitement. Robin Williams was, was at his peak. He really was. So. I've set the scene. We've yeah, got a I've quiet got, fishing village. These are some village. serious pirates. These pirates. Yeah. And what they would do is there was uh, there was like hundreds of... There was 280 men on board. Yeah. That is a big force. Yeah. And they were skilled operators. Um, skilled operators. <laughs> which was one of the sea shanties that they would have sung. Yeah, yeah. They, they were Shade. big Shade They fans. fucking love Shade. So it's June 1631. 
and they're roaming Europe to capture Christians and sell them. What we've also got here is a little bit of a, a holy war as well between Christians and Muslims, which is the first and last time that this would ever happen. Yeah. This is a force that has captured a few small fishing boats, these pirates. What okay. they would do is they would get a small fishing boat. They would say, take us to where there's going to be a lot of people. They capture a guy called John Hackett. John. He is a major grass and he basically says, I'll take you to these guys. Oh, fuck John. In I had Baltimore a bit of sympathy for him there. But. In, in exchange for his freedom. But here's what I'm th- I think he was offering more stuff. You know? I think. Yeah, I think he'd be like, look, I know there's some good fit. You know, we'll catch you some nice fish. Mm-hmm. I think he was like... See the sights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes like, there's this pub, but you know, it's more of a touristy place. Yeah, yeah. I'll take you to the real... I'll take you to the yeah, real yeah, boozer. Yeah. You know, the yeah. pints are a bit better. He goes, the pints come from a bit further away yeah. in Ireland because that's, that, I, that's a myth. They're that's imported. a myth I always heard that like in Dublin, the Guinness isn't brilliant because it comes from Dublin. But in Donegal, it's the best because it, it settles a wee bit. By the that's time the weirdest gets fucking shit I've ever heard. I believe it. The, the Guinness Manage. Brewery is in Dublin. Yeah, St. James Gate. Oh, so you wanted to travel so it settles. Yeah. We'll look into that for the next episode. Okay. We won't. Just know if you're yeah. listening, whenever we say we'll look into something, that's the last you'll ever hear of it. So Hacker grasses, but then again, he grasses on his own people. But then again, if you if we were captured by North African pirates. Yeah, I'd probably fucking grass, yeah. Oh, so quickly. Two hundred and how many? Two hundred and eighty. Blokes. Yeah. With swords and shit. Yep. Yeah, I'd probably tell them where people were. So what the pirates used to do is they were sneaky, right? Shocker. And they used to fly like friendly flags and they used to wear European outfits. You know, they're you know, basically like, we're just some European guys. It just, just occurred to me, actually. Like, what was ever stopping anyone from doing Why fly a pirate flag? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no rules. <laughs> Why didn't all of them yeah. just not put up the big scary black flag with the skull and crossbones on it? Yeah, like put the eye patches in the back pocket. Put up a little Swiss flag or something. Yeah. Yeah, or lovely. just a smiley face the smiley, emoji. The yellow one, the yeah. yellow one with a smile. Yeah, lovely. Or, or just a we're not pirates flag. Yeah. But they used to dress as Europeans. They were cheeky <gasps> bastards. And uh, yeah, they were led, led by Morat. Morat. So they get to, they plan this attack. Yeah. It's 2am on a Sunday morning, which can I just say is a rude time for a pirate raid. <laughs> are pirates rude? <laughs> is it just me or are pirates historically rude? I would say yes, but does rudeness not imply that like you're not expecting it? They're fucking pirates. Like yeah. they're doing what they do. I don't think you get to really question what they're doing. Yeah, 2 a.m. though, like that's... 2 a.m. is... To sack a city? In- inconvenient. Yeah, to, to sack a city or, or a village yeah. or a town is disrespectful anyway. But yeah. at 2 a.m., you don't a want Sunday that in your jammies on well. a Sunday night. And you've just, you've got everything ready for the week ahead. All the shirts are ironed in the cupboard. Shit's ready yeah. for the kids for the morning. Yep. You've, You've had a just bath. done all that. If you'd known, you wouldn't have spent your last no. day ironing all the fucking shirts. No, not at all. Yeah, do you know what? Rude. So what they do is they go up to all the cottages. 2am, nobody's there. All these cottages had thatch roofs. Yeah. Nine pirates to each they house. Let them on fire, didn't they? Let them on yeah, fire. You're going to come off, come out coughing. Yeah. You're confused. Yeah. And they round up. They got about 150 people. 150 spluttering people in their pyjamas. Yeah. That's... Awful. The men are taking, and they take them onto the ships. So the men are taken onto the ships. They're beaten. The women and kids, I wouldn't say it's like a better experience, but they were offered showers and curtains for privacy and the freedom of the lower decks, which sounds great. If I were to say to you, 
you have the freedom Free of the lower reign. decks, yeah. but it's like I'm taking you to North Africa to sell you as a slave, but you can walk about a little bit more while you're on the boat. And people would have like heard about this, like this would have been a fear for people that lived on the coast anywhere in Europe. This was happening all over the place. I don't know why anyone continues to live on the coast at, at any point in history. Exactly. all yeah. we have heard about is villages and monasteries being fucking ransacked yeah. by people on the coast. Yeah. Surely stop doing that. Surely just move to Louth. The <laughs> why was the population of Louth not just the majority of the population in Ireland? You know, it's, you know, it's so bad, right? They take the whole village, these pirates, yeah. and these pirates are all about chaos. They create loads of noise when they're there. They're, they're shouting stuff. They're very anti-Christian as well. And they're, they're just, they just take people in the night and they say right down to the cradle, which gives you an idea of the, the age range of people they were taking. So like nobody's safe. And this was a community of mainly uh, women and children. Of every five residents, four of them were women and children. Can I just say, that's a good stat. That's a good stat. Nobody expected stats. We've recorded a few episodes by now. I just brought you a stat. Four out of five people in that community were women and children. Okay. That's a stat. That's wonderful, Shane. Well done. Okay. That's cheers. a great stat. I know. We should get a jingle for the stats. Yeah. I'm the stat man. Ba, stat ba, ba, man. Da, boop. Or stats on stats. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. This isn't funny what happens, okay? Okay. So it's obviously a massive inconvenience to be taken by these pirates. A massive inconvenience. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 something you wouldn't be pleased about. No. But of the like roughly like 150 people that they took, they sent two people back off the <gasps> boat. <laughs> oh my god. For what? For just acting up. They won too many of those little whiskies no, on if, board. If you if you acted up or tried to resist, they killed you there and then and that sent a message to so everyone else. But there was two people that might have been I mean, that's what I want to know. What did these people how bad were the personalities of these people that they went you know what we're going to be at sea with you for a couple of months you can yeah. do one but like because it kind of is a walk of shame a bit you know what I mean like you'd be walking oh past God. the people that are going on like on one, on one hand absolutely obviously delighted yeah. to be getting away with your life but, but so self-conscious after that why they didn't want you <laughs> yeah. like they didn't even kill them they just went they didn't even kill please them please just don't be here anymore if you could just not yeah if you could just go back just Let's let's just say we never even met you. <laughs> I think the people that they sent back were people that always like went up at the end of a sentence. So well, maybe it's, they It's Cork, so they all did, babe. Maybe they got on and they said, like, okay, we get we're on a boat, but like roughly how long is it gonna take to get to Angiers in Algeria? Take, like, yeah, and then yeah. they were like, No, you can you've you got to pass. Leave. You gotta leave. Maybe they were just like really quite whiny about the facilities. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they were like, I was yeah. like expecting. Here's better. your pri here's your privacy curtains, and they're like, okay, but what's going on with this pattern? Yeah, you know, yeah. locals uh, obviously once word got around that this had happened, like during the night, from like other villages and people that were on the outskirts of the village, they go to nearby ships uh, and try and go after the pirates, but it's it's futile. They also lobby the brilliantly named Captain Hook, who's just this guy from around the place, Captain Hook. Yep, he genuinely was called Captain Hook. But he must be like a general or he's, he's something. He's just a bloke. He's just a guy Okay. called Captain Hook. And they're like, can he's we get like, people back? I don't know his title, but he's the main boat guy. The main boat guy. Which probably was his title. Chief boat lad. Chief boatman. And uh, he just basically says, you're grand. They go, Captain Hook, go after because they've got all our people. Yeah, go after them yeah. and bring them back. He's like, you're grand. Uh, and he said he didn't have enough rations and he was owed 10 months pay. So... 
Oh my he's, you know, God. He's like, sort me out and maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, Hook arrives a couple of days later. He gets down to Baltimore. He's like, let me see what I can do. He gets down there. Shocker. The pirates are long gone. And Shocker. he's like, I, I did all I could. He's like fucking Columbo. So they just got it. They were in the trench coat five days later. Yeah, with his wee lolly, lollipop. Yeah, lollipop and a notebook. Yeah. What would he have had instead of a lollipop back then? A stick with just some syrup on the end. Did Columbo have a lollipop? Yeah. He had a cigar. Oh, yeah, maybe he did. I'm saying Terry Tibbs from Phone Checker. What the fuck is Terry Tibbs? (laughs) (laughs) So they want this guy, Hook, to be the saviour. Captain Hook genuinely was his name. They want him to be the saviour. He says, No, I've no grub for the boys and I'm skinned. You just need to hook me up with some money. By the time they do, everyone's away. Now, here's where the politics and the blame game starts. And I'm about to tell you what happened to the people of Baltimore. We'll be back after these messages. Unlike the people of Baltimore. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death as we decide which film does it better. And for the whole of January and February, we're taking film suggestions from you, our listeners. But he said to me, I was putting on, and because we've done the social network, and he's like, why are you doing all these good films? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you know. And then I had to admit that every, other people pick them not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Join me, Alex Zane, with Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton every Monday and Thursday. Search Clash of the Titles wherever you get your pods.
If you were a resident of Baltimore, a very sleepy village off the coast of Cork, you're now, you've been taken from your home and you're now on a ship that's heading for North Africa. Mm-hmm. You're confused, your house was set on fire, you don't know what's going on. But this is something that you've heard about. This mm-hmm. is something that they would have talked about in churches. It was all, always something hanging over you. This could happen to you someday. So the people of Baltimore, they know they're going to hell. They've heard these tales. And when they get to Algeria, to make matters worse, it's the warmest month of the year. Humidity, it's sticky. I'm going to say conditions over there weren't great, but when they get there, it is baking. It's like when you get off the plane on your holiday. The heat just hits you. And you've worn a jumper because the plane was a bit cold, but then... I mean, a lot of these guys were wearing, are arriving in PJs because that's what they, what they were wearing when they got taken. I mean, if my dad was taken, he would have arrived in Algiers bollock naked because <laughs> that's just the way... A lot of people do sleep naked. Maybe they had maybe they had a lot of that. Um, in like the late 80s, whenever I was a baby, our car got stolen, like my dad's car got stolen oh. and he went to chase because he heard <gasps> them driving away and he went to chase the people that stole the car. Um, but he didn't put any clothes, he sleeps naked. So he just ran naked up the street to chase a car and the car crashed. But the people got away, but they crashed because in the rearview mirror there was just a naked Northern Ireland man chasing them. <laughs> I also have a good late night naked story if you want it. Hit, hit me with it. So at one point, with a boyfriend, I'm just going to say a boyfriend rather than name the person. So I'm, I'm asleep with my boyfriend and he, he sleeps naked and my housemate returns from a trip really late at night and we're not expecting her back. Yeah. She bangs in the door. We're not sure to this day why she was so fucking loud, but she bangs in the door and clutches in. You hear the heels clack, clack, clack. And he leaps out of the bed and sort of takes up this kind of Spider-Man stance on the bed. You know, that sort of like crouched knees up yeah. posture. Yeah. Completely naked. And goes to bolt towards the door and I just like in my sleep, this is all happening in the space of about half a second, I just leap up and put an arm out and go, no, 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 it's just dirty. It's okay. It's just dirty. And he sort of looks at me like, kind of like an animal. Yeah. And he says, it's a burglar. I said, burglars don't wear heels. Yeah. And he went back to bed. And the next morning I thought about it and I thought, had I not put my hand out, (laughs) my poor fucking housemate would have just had him tearing out at her, wang out and all. She would have just had a naked guy just trying to flick his <laughs> flick webs out <laughs> of his wrist. Web thing. Yeah. He was so like, it was quite astounding. It's kind of mad how men react to noises in the middle of the night. Well, imagine if you're one of the residents of Baltimore. That's what I say. Did none of the men sort of leap out of bed, like wang out and just go so they tried. the pirates? So the, all the money was in taking slaves. And if you were a, a mate on, not a mate as in like, let's go for a pint, but if you were a mate on, oh, I'm sure these sailors did. Yeah. If you were a mate on this ship, you were getting a share of the commission. It was all very regulated. Mm. So the goal was to, there would have been fight back, but the goal was to not kill people. But if they had to, they yeah, dismembered them yeah, really okay. badly. Okay. So the conditions sailing over were so bad. Like all these Irish people crammed into single rooms, you know, dark rooms in, in like underneath like underneath the ship, they were crammed into these small spaces. Ooh. It was like Ryanair, but without the paninis. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. You know, so so like not ideal Comparable, travel. Comparable. Comparable. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end when they got there, it went da 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 da, and everybody applauded. Yeah. Everybody applauded. Those paninis are shit anyway. Picked up their, you know, their vodka and their aftershave and that sort of thing. Look, everybody survives, which is mad because it must. Conditions were so bad. It must have been treacherous. They all survived. When you arrive, you you do a quarantine. They were in quarantine back then. You're quarantined in case you have uh, like cholera or TB or something like wow. that. Um, and then and then you're you're kind of sold at oh. like at an auction. There's different ways that you can different avenues that you can go down, but it's it's all slavery of some sort. But here's the thing: this is like a weird thing. But when you arrive in in Algiers, and this was common for slaves that were taken, when you arrive, you can request funds from home to pay for your release. <gasps> So you can put in a call back home and go, listen, sort me out, do a transfer so here. quite... Surely you would do that at the dock though, right? Rather than take them all the fucking way to Africa and back. Like surely you just say, listen, before we go anywhere, do you want to ring anyone? Just see if they've got a couple quid on They have them. a few 5210s to pass around, listen, ring home yeah, there. Yeah, and you wouldn't have needed to get hooked. Just a cousin from across the way in Kerry could have come over with a few bob. An envelope. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, though. They couldn't <laughs> take that option because the English government have just at this point introduced a new policy where they don't pay ransoms. They won't tolerate it. How gutted would you be if you arrived on the week where they stopped doing that? So, like, you're oh, you're on, you're going over in bad conditions, but in the back of your head, you're like, listen, I've got a rich uncle. It's all good. I'll take my time going home. I'll maybe go via Spain, yeah. Yeah. Morocco, somewhere yeah. like that. Uh, but what happens is when you arrive, you're paraded at a market, you're sold at auction. If you're a strong man, you're going to be a labourer, you might work in a quarry. But women sold for 50% more than what men did. Uh, and there was a document of, if you want to know how what the going price was, there was a lady called Elizabeth Alwyn, who's from London. She was one of the English settlers and she sold for, do you want to guess how many dollars? Two, I don't know what the inflation two, rate back, two. 356. 356 dollars? Yeah. Jesus, that's a lot. That's a lot. Let me just say, some of these people didn't have bad fates, although that's a terrible thing to happen. A lot of well, these like, people... I guess what, yeah, you hope you end up with a nice family somewhere, just sort of... And that happened. That happened Did for a it? lot of people. Were like, any of them okay? Yeah, like some kids would have been like sold to wealthy families and raised... Uh, they would have been like raised Muslim. They would have become part of the fabric of like a new North Africa. Oh, okay. But they would have they would have been... Like if you were like a teenager... You you had a good chance of like going with a really good family, and these a lot of these people though ended up being pirates. A lot of the these slaves lived in like a ghetto, like a slave ghetto. People from all different nationalities, and they had their own language just because there was so many wow. different nationalities. But if you were like booze wasn't allowed in Algiers, like the pirates, like a Christy Moore gig, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the pirates are all like. Here's the thing: pirates were acting the big lad. Because they're all like, oh, we love rum and we're on the high seas and yeah. we're having a session. And Algiers back then, they didn't even they didn't even sell booze. It's really funny because these days, rum is not the masculine drink no. that they made it out to be. Yeah. A rum and coke is is very, <laughs> very much a feminine drink. And you're not not to say there's anything wrong with that, but like the idea of these big burly lads just like raping and killing and drinking rum yeah. is a little bit funny. The, to me with a pinky up. Little pinky up, it's like a little pina colada or something. You know, it's just quite. I just think it's quite soft. So you you could actually have made good money as a slave selling booze on the side in yeah, these ghettos. Yeah, fair. Th- this was a big thing that happened. So it's like 
it was obviously so terrible that they got taken from this village on this slave ship but actually not everybody who went there would have had a bad life Mm -hmm. slavery was so like rampant back then especially if you live by the coast there was always a danger of it happening but a lot of like a lot of kids grew up to have like far like far more luxurious lives than, than you, they would than have you would imagine than they would have had in that yeah yeah they weren't always like horrible places but still pretty and and, and pretty some people shady. returned some people Did returned they come back yep some people returned they came back to those two people in Baltimore yeah they they <laughs> they came back and they were like okay here we go call into the pub it's been a while you know you open the door and there's just nothing like the pumps are away the kegs are gone there's just a packet of scampi fries and some bottles of tenants I wonder did they leave those two people just to sort of fuck with them just so people would be like why did they spare you you'd be suspicious always of you them you would be suspicious of them always and yeah. maybe that's why they did it just to fuck with them yeah that, I would do that yeah like not yeah, do you think they were trying to talk <laughs> their way back on by the end yeah yeah like yeah. why why won't you have us yeah it's yeah. a bit like I don't want to go to that party anyway but it would have been nice to be invited <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean well no I don't want to come now but crazy that some people returned and eventually what the uh, like English crown did was they sent a guy over with a big ship and a load of money and they just started uh, freeing all, all of their slaves oh, and, and well took them back. Nice. So some some people did return but a lot just would have... I'd say a lot were converted at that point. A lot, that, a lot of people... Now. Particularly kids who grew up there would be like, this is my home. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people would have converted and Baltimore just became this eerie... Deserted oh, fishing village, which probably smells terrible. To this day. Well, no, it's bustling, and there is a lot to do. There yeah. is a lot to do. Yeah, such well, as? Not a lot, but there's, st- there's, some there's people there. There's people there. There's people there. You're not going <laughs> to believe this, but the people that stayed in, like the residents that survived, they moved inland and moved to Skibbereen, which is smart. I like Skibbereen. I've been there. Yeah. yeah what lovely. is there to do in Skibbereen? All sorts. So if they moved to Skibbereen, yeah. you know, say say I was a resident of Baltimore, yeah. but I was away on a uh, <laughs> hol- on holiday. Yeah. Return back, there's nobody there. I moved to Skibbereen. Yeah. You're in Skibbereen, I say. Here's all, what is there to what do? Is it? Loads. Great. I think I would have talked my way back onto the ship. I think I would have got a dinghy and tried to catch up with them. Uh, so John Hackett, who was the original grass, yeah, the guy who led the, the pirates to Baltimore, well, this story has a good ending because my man John was hung from a cliff oh. when people found out what he did. Oh. No, what, do you feel bad for John? No, I just, when you said it had a good ending, I, it's just more dead Irish people, isn't John it? John fucked everyone though. But we, we agreed at the top of the podcast that we both would have done the same. <laughs> Yeah, so. fair. Do you know what the one of the weirdest things about? I mean, because this is a story that people don't really know a lot about. There's some great stats and facts in there, but probably the weirdest thing about the story is this. So Finn, who works on the show, sent me a link to something before this, yeah. and he goes, "You might want to check this out." You know the band, The Darkness. I believe it'd be cool. Yeah, Justin, what's his face? Yeah, Justin Hawkins. Yeah, they did a song about the sacking of Baltimore. What's it called? Roaring Waters, the song's called. Roaring Waters, we just we just had it in our ears. Roaring Waters. Roaring Waters. Don't have the song in your ears because no. that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like the darkness, but that is not a good one, guys. Sort like it out. Should we get? Because we always talk about who would play roles in a film if we remade yeah, a film version yes, of this. Yes, yes, I would like Justin to play um, Hook. 
Yeah, because he's got he's got a pirate look. I think I he'd think be great he has at a that. mad. He's a very Jesus look about him, hasn't he? Yeah, John Hackett, who was the the original grass, as I like to call him. I could see Ian Gillen in that role. Yes, love it. I could love see Killian Murphy in that role if he if he wanted it. Like he's not my natural pick for it, but yeah. if he was willing to work hard, I like Killian. I saw Killian on a flight um, to Dublin one time. So two things about Killian Murphy, and we're way over time, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. One, I saw him at the Harry Potter place. Hogwarts? In, yeah, in wherever, you know, the Harry Potter world or whatever the fuck you call it. So I went up to him like a gobshite and was like, love your work. And he did not want to talk to me, which is so fair and correct. And I don't do that anymore. You'll have the last laugh because the next time you see him, you go up to him and say, listen, <laughs> I've got the rule for I've you. Got the role of a he goes, what's time. a story? We say, we're not 100% sure. <laughs> Hard to say. Hard to see. It's hard to say. And the next time I saw Kelly and I was on a flight to Dublin and he was all bundled up in the front seat. Like <laughs> what dry, flying it? No, like <laughs> you know, no, the front sure row, this wasn't a movie. The, the, the row that gets its own baggage uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very unshaven and unkempt and he had a big parka jacket <laughs> and his hood up the whole time. And he just looked very he looked like a fugitive. He yeah. looked like a fugitive. And I then, like a cat that had been yeah, in the cold, all yeah, wrapped up, all and, kind of wrapped up, and then he got off and he went to get in the taxi queue, and same shit. I just like I came upon him again in the, in the queue, and he was all wrapped up like a little like a little fugitive, and I thought that's odd, Killian. Sure, aren't you coming home? Maybe he was afraid of getting. Recognized. We'll ask him when we're shooting. Absolutely, no. I'm going to ask him what the crack was with that. I think it would make a good film. I think it's a good story, and <laughs> unfortunately, piracy is still a very big thing in Ireland. Absolutely. Because uh, my dad knows a guy can get you any, any movie on DVD for a quid. Yeah. Were you hoping for a big laugh on that one? Or? I, th- I, I, I think I got it. I think the listeners gave me it. <laughs> With hindsight, I think we got it. Look, the sacking of Baltimore is an interesting story to me. It's a little bit of Irish history that I find fascinating. I hope I've got some points across. I'm so happy you're happy. I'm happy. Great. That was, was, that was excellent. I didn't know any of that. Thank you so much for teaching me. And if anybody has any more to add to the story or, or take away, or take away, you might go, this bit didn't happen. So you want to take that away. <laughs> you can take bits out Join well. the discussion. Absolutely. If you had a relative, in fact, in any episode, if you have any connection to any of these events, or, I want to hear about it. Yeah, or a connection to Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. Indeed. Indeed. Twitter hashtag is WNFH we're not fucking historians yeah we also have email now hello at nothistorians.com so you can get involved if you want to rate and review the podcast subscribe yes do all those remember if you had to subscribe to someone back in the day you'd fill something in send it a letter away like do a magazine or something you want to subscribe to this just click that button click a button click that button it's as easy as that bash that button yeah not too hard no but hit it. <laughs> Hazel, you're on all the social medias. I'm all the things at the Hazel Hayes. Shane, you are as well. At Shane Todd. That might not be it exactly, oh but God. just type in Shane Todd. I need you to fix that for next time. No, don't know how to. Okay. Thanks very much for listening. Remember, it's very, very important you remember we're not fucking historians. We're not fucking historians is a stack production. And part of the ACAST Creator Network.